Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi, everybody. This is Savania DeBarros, protector of athletes, back again with another episode of What Are You Sporting About? I am also the founder and principal attorney at the SL DeBarros Law Firm, where we represent six and seven figure business owners and athletes in business. Today, I have an amazing guest, Tadeo Arnold, who I have been after <laughs> for quite a while, and he's yes. finally made it to the floor. So yes. that is something to be thankful about. So really quick about Tadeo, he is trilingual, also an ex-professional Brazilian soccer player, ranked top number three in workout programs for, I think it's Cure Possible, but you can talk to us more about that. He's also been on so many different talk shows, but he's been featured in the U.S. Today, um, the Today Show with Jillian Michaels, uh, coach of, he's a number coach, well, wait, number six coach, right, for yeah. a high school boys basketball team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your background and all the things that you are doing and what you're currently working on. Well, well thanks for that intro and uh, very excited to be here. It's been a crazy year because... <clears throat> As the coach, I took a team from 12,974. There was Latinos, uh, Europeans, uh, guys from Inglewood. They were 12,974. I've never shot a layup. I don't know basketball. But the CEO of a big entertainment company heard about me from TV shows. And they said, maybe this dude's philosophy could work with b-ball. So I took them from 12,974 to number six in the country, which means there's way less than 1% of us, right? So I beat. I should have played the lotto, right? I don't want to gamble. But that being said, it took up so much time, right? I played against almost every single NBA player's kids in the nation. The only person who beat me, and I'm still a little, little, little grumpy, is LeBron. But that's, you know, they got millions. They got billions. So anyways, so that's why I'm sorry. So when the shutdown happened, I had to pivot. So I created an online program called D1 Pro Training. Because the goal, if you're a high school athlete, is to play collegiately division one and then go on to go pro the things that I've done. So I said, let's get an online platform to share with the world for those who can't pay 150 to 500 an hour. Right. Which is most people. That being said, that's why I was so busy and I was missing you is because I had to secretly rent studio space. I had to get an editor who, you know, not everybody's comfortably being one-on-one nowadays. So, you know, all of that chaos in a good way. And now I'm here with you. You know, I have my D1 Pro training, my online platform. So now I'm a techie. Like I'm I'm gonna be in tech crunch. Like just like I'm number six in the USA for sports, I'm a, I wanna be in tech crunch as like a top minority entrepreneur showing that we can do technology too. And I absolutely love that because that was one of the initial reasons why we were why we even connected was based on and based around student athletes. And helping them to thrive, not just in one aspect, but everything. And one thing I love about you, though, today, because I had the fortune to join you with your workout team, you know, during the whole pandemic. It was so cool. And you became like this freaking preacher. (laughs) I'm like, today, today was always preaching on these calls. But it's so amazing. So I just want to even just thank you for for that and being a part of that process because it was super inspiring. So tell us how 
these athletes can sign up for this D1 pro training on the app? Yes. So what we did is we made it a web-based situation. So all them or their mother or father have to do is go to uh, the URL on their on their cell phone. It works just as well as optimized as on the computer and go d1protraining.com. When they go there for only $50 a month, that's way less than a pair of LeBrons, right? <laughs> Shoes are 200 bucks. They're going to unlock access to our program, which includes the workouts, the nutrition, as well as the mental component, because it's a trifecta, right? You need the right attitude, you need the right nutrition, and you need the right workouts. So we give them the inclusive package. And so every day they're with us virtually. And also by being a member of the team, as you were, and we spent many days working out, you know, in your garage and in our, in LA and our our patio. So they're going to have access to the top training because what collegiate athletes and pro athletes do best is they're in great form. So high school athletes, a lot of times they show up and they're not good enough physically. So they have the skills, but that doesn't matter at a high, at a college collegiate or pro level, they're just going to push you over. So we're going to strengthen you, get you quicker, more agile in this time together, which gives them a better chance of being a state champion, which we did in California, the biggest state, or playing collegiately and getting recruited to D1, which a lot of our players, and I want to say this. So one thing that I, like, I haven't made a million dollars yet. I'll be honest with you. I should have, but my contract didn't read that way, right? But what I did, and I'll challenge any human on this, is I've gotten $5 million worth of scholarships from my athletes. It's 100% proof. And like, it's literally go on Instagram, go on Google. I have, I got kids because a college scholarship now is worth about $300,000. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's, that's, the president only makes half a mil. So I'm getting them all these scholarships. So it's working. I figured out the formula, right? I haven't figured out the formula to marriage yet and, and parenthood. And, and I got to figure that all out, right? But when it comes to sports, that's where I, I, I got it, you know? And that's what I love because you've literally cornered your market so strongly um, where you can help these individuals. And you, like what I love about what you said was first off, we're, I'm definitely trying to help you get into school, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it starts with something different. It starts with having the right attitude. And then mm-hmm. if you want to be a successful athlete, it also is depending on how you nourish your body. Yes. Um, but one thing that I got a chance to experience on your video calls was how technique heavy the workouts were. And it put me back in the space of high school track and field that I loved. Okay. Because <laughs> everything is so technique driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think, miss their opportunity because the technique lacks. They have the talent. But the technique is just not there. And so you there's so much room that you're missing to be technically the best. Um, Yeah. But I'm sure that these athletes will get a lot, a lot of of um, a lot of goodness out of this program that you have created. And the fact that you've already have gotten five million dollars for student athletes for scholarships. Exactly. And that's, that's what it's about. What I realized, right. And I don't know if you know this, so I'm going to start, I talk to my, my high school athletes. I'm going to start a little YouTube thing where one day I'm going to rant for a minute on 50 topics, right? The, you know, you hear the drug cartels, right? You hear of uh, nauticals and all that. And I live that and I know all that, but one thing that's so corrupt is high school collegiate and pro sports. 
But nobody knows that it starts at the high school level. I'll give you a story and I won't say names. I know an athlete, right? Afro-Latino came to the USA. Top, he we played against the number two NBA draft, okay? In, who's going to the NBA next year? He was a superstar, top energy, almost a 4.0. I have his transcript on my phone, almost a 4.0, bilingual, best attitude, and, and pretty tall, like 6'9, right? So it was a good height. You know where he went to college? He didn't because the coaches, other coaches, wanted to package him with somebody else. And when the schools only wanted him because he's tall and good grades, not the other kid, he kind of get left lost by the wayside. So therein lies. And then another coach sent him to a school because he was getting a couple thousand if he went to some community nonsense. So sports at a high school level, there's so many kickbacks, there's self-interest involved. And it's really sad. You would never think we're dealing with children, right? In their lives, they're losing out on their dream because they're not getting the right training, which, which I could do, <clears throat> but also trusting their futures with somebody who's not looking out for them. And, and this story needs to be told. People don't know that. No, that's the truth because, and I know, I know that it starts with kids. <laughs> and I, was, I would even bet that it starts even younger than high school. You know, people see these kids who have, I mean, just innate talent. Yes. And that's the only thing that they foster. And yes. you're right, people are getting kickbacks, right? But this yeah. is also another reason why I love, and we're, we're going to go into the other topics, but why I love the conversation around name, image, and likeness for athletes mm-hmm. to start really thinking more broader in terms yes. of who they are, what their dreams are, what their dreams can be, you know, and, and the success that they can start laying out for themselves now. Um, mm-hmm. So having somebody like you who can work with them and help to not just develop that athletic perspective or side of the person, you're also bringing in all these other things that are just super imperative to their <clears> overall <throat> success. Like yes. you need a good attitude. You need to have a great mindset to, yes. you know, just even approach the things that just may feel so adversarial that it scares mm-hmm. the heck out of you to do it. Right. Yes. Because you can miss opportunities if you have too much fear to approach mm-hmm. something that could lead to a new opportunity in the future. Correct. And so here's what I feel that student athletes who are in the precipice, like who couldn't make it need, they need a right, a a mentor, right? Some have dads, some don't or coach. They need a mentor. They need a business liaison, a business person. Then they need a a legal team. So it's kind of like a trifecta. Like you need what what I told my high school athlete yesterday. So when I go to college, right, I'm top six in the USA for what I do, right? <clears throat> so you can make around $100,000, okay? In LA, you just get by on that. <clears throat> when I transfer to Collegiate, it's 300000 to 700000 And I'll tell you why I'm talking about money right now. Is in college, you have a nutritionist, one person, a, a trainer, another person, a masseuse, another person, a head coach, another person, the play person, another person, the feedback, another person that analyze videos. So you have an individualized. So what high school students need is yourself. They need a legal team. Somebody who could say, don't sign this deal. Don't take this kickback. Develop this strategy so that you can be likable and sell jerseys. And don't go to the G League to make 200000 Go to college, get them $2 million worth of media, and sell $10 million worth of jerseys at 22 Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you need to have a, a team. Then you need somebody like myself, also who's an ex, ex-athlete and um, somebody who likes to date like myself. Right. I'm single now and a parent, but single. 
who can explain to the athletes, don't get caught up, right? Like I, like if you knew the things I've seen athletes do, I'm like, don't do that. Like, so you, you need a whole thing. Like I've been there, right? You can't go in that room, right? So we need these athletes to have a team. So literally, it's our, and I would hope that like one day we could work together on this, but like you're the legal front, you do the legal business. I'm doing the mentoring for, for being a man as well as um, getting them physically and mentally in shape. So that it's, it's a team effort to ensure their success. And that's the only way it's going to work because me alone, I could do that, right? I don't know the legalities of things. They sign the wrong contract, they lose it all, right? You could teach them, get them the good contract. Then they accidentally bump into the wrong woman, right? Or they they don't train off season and get, and get cut. Then the team sues them for the money they paid up front. So we need the, these young athletes, if we really care about them, which we do, right? To have access to us. It has to be a team effort. And I think the problem comes is that people are going just for name brands. So like you're not a CA and neither am I. Okay. But they would be better with us because we care about them. We are them, right? We're just a little older than going with CAA, the guy, oh my God, the woman, oh, they're, they're at this big building on Wilshire. So what? So that's what it's going to take. And when you and I have all the elite athletes, it'll be better socioeconomically. I'll tell you why. <clears throat> because a lot of these athletes misspend their money and don't do good with their money, which brings down our communities. Like we as people of color are 85% of pro sports, right? So I don't want to hear the man nonsense. So we have more money collectively. The owner is a billionaire. So what? There's there's 10 owners in the world. We have all this money. We have all this influence, right? My my athletes have 65 million followers, Okay. We have all this money, more than 90, 99% of white people to ever live. We have more influence on social media, and we never use the platform to uplift. And, and it makes me sad. Like, I have players who are verified on Instagram. I'm like, dude, you never played pro, you never played in college, and you've never been on the TV network, and you're verified already. So you, you have all these people, oh, he's so cool. Not one time do they say anything productive, and they just say the man is bad. I'm like, what man? I don't see the man. The coaches are were our color. The players are our color. The refs are half our color. Like, where's this man at? And and I know there, that exists racism and, and problems, but why don't we work on solving it? And that's where I'm like, we need to raise these athletes mentally, financially, physically. And, you know, let me speak to a point. And I know we're kind of like veering a little bit, <laughs> but I, I got to speak to that. Uh-huh. Right. Because. We can say, okay, the man, the man, the man. And like you were saying, we have all of these resources, all of these platforms, things that we can do ourselves. Mm-hmm. However, if we're just being honest, yes. when most of us get money, where do we run to? The man. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even trust ourselves enough to say, you know what? Homegirl or homeboy next door is going to look out for me because they understand me. They understand what I need. You know, no, you go and run to the man and then you complain about the man. Does that even make sense? You went so deep. <clears throat> I knew I knew an ex. So a little bit about my background, because people don't know I went to school. So I knew an ex NBA all-star. Right. So it's contrary to 20 million. It's public knowledge. <clears throat> so nobody knows this, but I actually went to Warden Business School when I was 17. They recruited me. So that's the top business school in the world. Tesla went there and I decided to pursue pro sports and community service. Right. 
All my friends are VPs at Goldman and Sachs, Eden Park, make millions a month. But when I met this pro athlete, right, we worked together, $20 million. <clears throat> okay. He never could see, like people say to me, why aren't you get, managing their money? Why aren't they investing in me? All the athletes, when they see me, right, they see me, they're like, oh, he's just a washed up athlete who never made millions. They can't understand that we could work together. I could help them on some business stuff. You would help them on the legal stuff. They can't see past this that we're, they see us as washed up athletes, but we are business leaders, trustworthy, ethical. You can Google us. Like we have no complaints, no lawsuits. And they run to the man. Oh, so-and-so. And I'm like, and it's really, it's, it's disparaging, but it's not because all it takes is one or two athletes. And th- then people are flocking to us, you know? And that's why it's important to have like a well-rounded, trustworthy, credible, reputable team, because somebody else can help you make a million today. Yes. But if you don't know how to keep a million, what was it all for? Correct. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes like especially and also for athletes, I'm a former athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, we we work for some like that instant gratification. We work to see results immediately. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't go over well in business. So yeah. you have to set the foundation. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with with your program for these student athletes. You have to have a foundation. If you don't set the foundation and build from that, you're not going to have anything. You're not going to be able to show anything. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to prove on anything because you never started with the foundation. So yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that's where we're really, and that's why I created this program is because <clears throat> D1 pro training. Yes. <clears throat> I'm training you to excel on the court, but I'm also training your core values, your mindset. <clears throat> so you approach things differently. You're open to learning, to growing it. Also, like you said, capitalizing on every opportunity and realizing that even if you make a million, it may be your only million. So what are you going to do with it? And then in that case like that, I would pass them off to you to, you know, legally manage it, uh, you know, and, and the JD help them understand what they're signing. And I would give them some marketing tips, but we have to have a communal full 360 service or it's a disservice, you know? I, I agree about that. But I think part of it also is going to it's going to depend on the education of the parent of the child and that village around the child, because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. think about it, like there are probably some things that you took into your adulthood that you only took them because you were taught in your environment that this is what it is. This is how we do things until Mm -hmm. you're living out as an individual experiencing new things and the way Mm -hmm. things are done or making mistakes in business and realizing, oh, I don't need to do that no more. Right. And if you start making changes to benefit you, to benefit Mm -hmm. the lifestyle that you want and you realize that wasn't really all that true or that doesn't Mm -hmm. really help. Although I was taught that this is the way things are. And I think, you, you know, we have to, yes, we need to educate our, our kids and our students, but the education has to go a lot deeper to really try to foster that change also in the parents and the environment that mm-hmm. the so-called village is providing to these athletes. Otherwise, they're not going to recognize uh, the value add of the the team, you know, when it's presented to them. No, yeah, you made a good point because it is about core values. 
And if the parents are on our board, the student can be with you. And at the last second, they veer here and it's all undone. Have, have seen many cases that that's unfortunate. So it's something that, that really needs to be addressed. And it's not because we have to take more ownership of, of, of our community and also our errors and realize sometimes our parents can be wrong. You know, sometimes they're right. Respect them. But but we have to have a, a barometer, like an ethics. I, I hope one day we have an ethics credit score, you know, in in, in the streets or, or amongst business. Like, like, who is this individual? Like, are they really trustworthy? What have they done What's their, for, for the community, not just for the big dollar? And kids really need that. And as well, you said, when I work with athletes, <clears throat> I always make sure that their parents are on board because I'm not going to waste my time if not. Like it's my word, the highway. They're going to eat what I say, sleep when I say, train when I say. If not, peace. Because if, if the parent goes against me, I'm not fighting them. So that's a great point is that <clears throat> I look for in the D1 Pro training, like I don't have that much marketing money. So we're going to market it to the parents. So the, the parents are, oh, wow, this dude's ethical, uh, can inspire my, my child and also make them a better athlete. Many parents know their kids won't go on, but it's just as important sports, even if you don't go pro, right? So I'm marketing to parents. See, you, you, got the, you, you, you and I are on the same page <clears throat> because a good parent will want their kid around good people and make sure that they're following the edict and the rules. So that's where when my marketing dollars are, okay, I only have a couple hundred a month. I'm going to go to the parents. You know what I mean? And they, they get it. Some, and the ones who don't get it, I can't sell myself to it. This is what I'm offering. Ethics, results, good vibes. If, if, if you want kickbacks, I'm not going to pay you. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of parents want money. I'm not, not going to pay you. I'm serious. Parents want money. It, this is, I, so you, you get to the crux of the problem. I appreciate you seeing that. Man, the mindset is so, so important. And I like the fact that you, you are dealing with the parents because God, if you already have to fight a kid that's going through so many changes, <laughs> then you got to fight with the parents too. It's like, <clears throat> no, 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 no. It's not even worth it. No. <laughs> not worth the trouble. It's so not. Let me it's ask not. This though, because yes. when the Obamas were in office, um, mm-hmm. First Lady Michelle Obama did this huge push for um, like healthy eating for, mm-hmm. for kids. Mm-hmm. I also think now she has, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's this show on Netflix where Correct. she's a part of. Yeah. Yes. So yep. you are also helping to combat the health crisis. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? <clears throat> Absolutely. So <clears throat> I had a vision and I've been saying it from mountaintops, screaming it for, for years. <clears throat> and I go, I never say my ex-partner was a lawyer like yourself. And the one thing he taught me is always show evidence. So I would go to the CDC.gov for the last 10 years. The number one killer in America, not gangs, not HIV, thankfully, not, not murders, obesity. <clears throat> so I'll be screaming this from mountaintops that 50% of us Blacks and Latinos die of obesity, okay? <clears throat> so I, I, I started a grassroots via Cuerta Fossil training, teaching people to drink water, not soda, right? And I drink soda too, but the balance, teaching people how to work out, even outdoors in New York City, we used to work on the streets uh, using the, the, the stoplights to do pull-ups and stuff. But <clears throat> so I've been fighting this for literally a decade to bring to light the value of nutrition and fitness, especially for us people of color who are predisposed to hypertension. So <clears throat> I'm determined this year, right? I just got turned out for 100000 from the feds. <clears throat> I'm determined this year to raise $1.5 million for Quetta Fossil to 
end the obesity epidemic in the African-American Latin community with my online platform because I have an adult version and a kid's version already done, tried and true, have saved thousands of lives. And when I pitched investors, this is what I say. The investment in me, I'm going to get you a nice ROI. ROI. We're going to make money. <clears throat> I already make money. Like I'm not in the red. There's very few people say that. I owe nobody one penny. But we're going to take this investment of yours. We make millions of dollars. But here's my mantra. Let's save a couple million lives and make a couple million dollars. And I've proven it on a micro level. I've made thousands and I've saved thousands of lives. All I need is to scale it out with technology with an investor so we can market it, so we can get better servers, more videos, or let people know about it. But that's my goal. And you know, people used to laugh at me. They're like, you should have gone to finance. Like, why didn't you use your degree to go there? The reason that COVID, and I'm going to talk about this for a sec. The reason COVID-19 shut down the world, <clears throat> two reasons. A, the governor put sick people in old folks' home. People don't have a defense system. They're going to die within two years at that state. And then the blacks and Latinos in New York were so obese. They had two underlying conditions. So the, the, the COVID killed them and everybody panicked. Now, had my program been initiated, they would not have had the obesity and 90% plus of them would have survived. So like there, there's, there's irrefutable, like I can, anybody from Harvard, there's nobody in the world who can argue these are facts. So I'm determined to raise the money, <clears throat> save millions of lives, make millions of dollars and show that you can make money ethically. Had I gone to Wall Street, I would be a millionaire. Yes. But would I have done unethical things? Absolutely. So I'm like, hey, I'm still young enough to get rich, you know, like I still can get, get married, have a nice life in the future. So I'm glad I didn't rush it and stay true to my calling. And the kids' lives who I'm saved, like who have gotten off diabetes medication, because the doctors make more money giving medication. So this is something that I'm determined, like this year, I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way. So that's what that's what I'm doing for our community, because without health, I tell government employees, you know, these senators, I tweeted at ALC. I'm like, OK, so what's this point of a thousand dollars if I'm dying of obesity? Like, hire me. Let me help these people out. and Let's make the world better. And I'm glad that you said you wouldn't be living like that passion because that's your purpose. You can you can go into a job, make a million dollars. But will you truly be fulfilled? Probably not. Right. So we look at all these people. And when I say instant gratification, we got all these people who have been in positions of instant gratification. They've made a million. They probably made more than a million. Mm -hmm. And they're the most miserable people ever. They're not really making any change that or no impact whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You are to me like a shining light for a lot mm-hmm. of athletes who dream of going pro, but you can show them like, hey, going pro ain't, ain't everything. I'm still living in my purpose. I still yeah. have done something amazing. Like you've created tech. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't even know where to start for tech. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you created tech. You created a company that people can look to and say, you know what? I trust this brand. I trust that when I sign up for this, I'm going to, if I do the work, I'm going to get Mm -hmm. the results, you know? And Mm -hmm. that is also another layer that kids and young college athletes need to be able to see is that there's more to you than just this box that says athlete. There's way more. And and that's why they need somebody like yourself, because what they don't understand, I want, when I used to teach in high schools, I would say when I'd show the NCAA, like like I said, I always go to the CDC or NCAA. I never say, don't trust my word. I, I Google it and show them on the projector. 
if you're a phenomenal 1% of 1% of people, right, get to play pro sports. And the goal is if you can play two or three years. So that's it. You work your whole life till you're 23. You, you get to play. If, if you're a miracle would be you play two to three years. And that's it. And then game over. So th- and they and they're like, what? I'm like, you are so successful. If you play even one year, you live 99 percent of people's dream. So they need someone like yourself. OK, what do we transition into? Or if I made a million or half a mil, how do I make it last? Because if you play two years at any pro sport, I'm like, you are, you're literally, because 1% of people go D1, and then 1% of those go pro. I mean, it's it's way less than lottery. So that's why I think it's really important that they have somebody like yourself to get a long-term vision. And I, I in the interim, just tell them, hey, look, no, it's not forever. Not being negative, but, but it can't be forever. You know, I... That is just so true. But I want to ask you something because with whether you are an athlete or not, mm-hmm. if you are a business owner or you're someone who wants to create something as phenomenal as you have today, mm-hmm. there has to be a level of balance involved. So you work with, I would probably say maybe three types of people. So you work with celebrities, you mm-hmm. work with high school students, because I think you are still a basketball coach, right? Or a soccer coach? Yes, um, a basketball, uh, soccer, basketball. more basketball oh, at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now you're working with the college market. Mm-hmm. How do you balance the needs and the services of all of these three different demographics? So you have to be incredibly organized. And that's why like people down college nowadays, <clears throat> but they don't understand like you need systems and you need organizations and you have to play the game, right? So in school, I learned how to balance things and I never had to cram or do an all nighter. So it's the same with business. Like I compartmentalize like these hours are for this. These are for this. These are for this. And that's for fun. So I I break it up. I divvy it up that way. And it's so ingrained in me from from college. Like I said, it's sad to me. College is getting a bad rap. I think it's the best thing. Even if you learn just how to make a friend, that's a valuable lesson. So that organization is what allows me to totally divvy up my time. And um, one thing that I'm cons- that I wanted to do when the shutdown happened, a lot of college coaches were thinking about bringing me in because they saw the success. Because LMU is seventy thousand a year. The coaches came to see my players, recruited them. Pepperdine seventy thousand a year. So all these college coaches met me and saw what I was doing. They'd never seen such a transformation in mindset and physique. So I was trying to transfer to college <clears throat> so I could just do one thing. So the shutdown happened. I had to restructure. We, we went tech, which was a blessing. But <clears throat> you need to have that organization divided up, divvied up. But next year, I'm considering what I want to do is transfer to a college. So I can give 100% to the collegiate athletes, right? Get them to a national title game. And also, the, the, by then, the tech app will be running itself. You see what I mean? So I think you should start divvying and then say, you know what? I want to I delve more, more full-time into this. And um, it's important, I think, to have that balance so I can understand all aspects of life. No, that's real. And and I like the fact that you did say college taught you a lot of things because it's true. You know, we which is one reason why I can't understand why people don't understand the aspect of team in mm-hmm. the context of business. Because as an athlete, you play on mostly most athletes play on teams unless you're like yes. a tennis player. No. <laughs> but you still kind of mm-hmm. have a team, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um 
there are so many different soft skills that you that you learn just by being a member of a larger team that you don't mm-hmm. realize until later. You're like, oh, wow, I did X, Y and Z on a team. I can also implement that same strategy into <laughs> my life or into my business, which could technically become a system, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's and that's what um, a lot of people miss out on is is that everything that succeeds is a team. Romans were a team, right? Uh, the the Christian the Crusades, everything since the dawn of man and and humankind and woman is a team effort. Villages, uh, Native Americans, and successful businesses. <clears throat> it, the team is their startup, so they get they get these stock options, right? I I, I know people at a dot com who who did well when they went public. It was a team, literally, like I saw it. Like so, successful businesses focus and do that. But most people think me, me, me. And I think because of social media, because it's all about me, not a team. Although the fact is, I have some friends who are, are Instagram superstars, right? They have a team. You don't see the team. They got they got the videographer. They got the editor. They got the person booking flights. They got the person who's promoting. So they hit the algorithm correctly. They got the person who's hitting up all the sponsors, person checking to make sure that five grand for a post came through. That's a whole team, but you only see my face in Instagram. So you don't see the team. Whereas we grew up, there was no Instagram. So it was, it was, you saw the team, like the 20 men and women. And so that's what we need to explain to people is behind this iron curtain, the wizard of Oz, every person on Instagram with a big following, I know some of the biggest, they have ton, they have more people, the more successful you are, the more team you have. It's true. It's true. Like I just had a new, like a new hiring. Mm-hmm. I lost my old law clerk. She went and took the bar. Oh, so I'm cool. like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need, I need more hands. And mm-hmm. so I had to do some more hiring, but it's true because only you as one person can do so much. And you may be able to wear all these hats or whatever, um, starting out in the business, but if you want to, if you really want to scale and you really want to grow, you mm-hmm. have to be able to delegate some of that stuff to somebody else so that you can focus mm-hmm. on what I call more substantive, more substantive, oh, Jesus, <laughs> substantive yeah. Yeah. issues. I couldn't even get it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the team is so important because it will help you to grow. It will help you to turn things over a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess like, is there some advice for a student athlete who is building now, some, I don't know, maybe some type of business foundation, some entrepreneur aspect that they want to achieve, like who could be their team outside of the athletic team? Yeah, I mean, maybe a great, a, great. another kid, another student. That's a <laughs> great point. So, so I saw this and I encourage kids to do this. Our brother's at Yale now. He's a sophomore, right? So what I encourage kids to do is find a partner or a teammate who's totally different. For instance, I'm going to give a specific example. So it involves color. So like most athletes, these are number 85% black or Latino. So the best videographers I know, I traveled for two years in top teams, right? Recently, a lot of the Asians are into the videographer. So partner with a videographer who can document what you're doing so that people can see you're building your brand equity. He's doing great. So maybe I had an athlete, an Asian guy who interned for me, went on to then tape University of Connecticut, a D1 soccer program. Now he's filming D1 college women's basketball. Do you see what I'm saying? Next thing you know, 
he shot an NBA superstar, all starting with me, with Quid Apostle. So if you're in high, if you're in high school or college, <clears throat> find, and it could be Hispanic, black, white, find uh, somebody who can capture what you're trying to sell or whether it's your image or whatever, maybe so you can capture it, market it. And then it's a team vibe. They're winning because they can go in a job interview. Hey, look at this. Ooh, imagine if you had a budget. And then me as the athlete who's starting a business, I don't know, talking about whatever I have, I can show people, Hey, look, if you give me a chance at ESPN, I could talk about this. A win-win. What I'm all about is create a win-win equitable ethical situation. And I've seen it work. You know, like I said, with Eric, the videographer who interned for me, like, I'm like, he was literally with an NBA superstar. And I was like, what? You know, and it all started with me and in my sister's studio, you know? So always somebody's looking for an opportunity, make it equitable, make it equal. They live their dream. You live your dream. Everybody's happy. And let's be real. We all looking for opportunities. So stop trying to Look for the best of the best of the best to do something, right? When you got, especially if you're in high school, there you have so many peers who are interested in other things that you can start creating a lot Mm -hmm. of those long-term lasting relationships now Mm -hmm. and see each other grow, support each other in their growth. um, and, And just make sure you don't get stuck there too. Because sometimes, you know, depending on the mindset of the individual, And you probably can can talk about mm-hmm. like some of your your past experiences or things that that you've seen as a child. For me, coming up in high school, I knew who was at a growth level, like mentally yeah. at a growth level, mm-hmm. always was trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always knew those who I said, OK, this person probably is going to stay right here in this little town mm-hmm. and. You go back home, you graduate, you go to college, you go back home to visit, and some of these same people still yeah. sitting right there doing the same thing, going to the same club. Oh and it's like, yeah. so you have to definitely con- make sure you connect yourself with someone with a, a, a growth mindset, someone who definitely wants to, you know, be on that grind and the up and up with you. Yeah, and, and sadly, I see what people do in French choices and dating choices. <clears throat> uh, I taught my cousin this. I raised my cousin. His mother died of diabetes and, and smoking young, right? And uh, his father was deported, right? My uncle. So <clears throat> I raised him like my son. And I said, I was a kid. He was a kid, but I just was a legal kid, right? <clears throat> so I said, when you're studying life, a lot of people will choose things to destroy their mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. And, and it's it's the norm. It's easy. And, and he started seeing it. And the masses will do that. So what I tell kids is like, find inspirational people who are great at one thing. Like, find. I remember I met somebody as a kid. She was going to Princeton, going to be a lawyer. She actually is a lawyer. And, and I was like, oh, my, what? Like, I, I never heard dreams that big. Find people like that. And then offered, well, I'm going to be a pro athlete. I'm going to play at the biggest stadium. I'm going to go on the TV. And she was like, what? So you you have to seek out people who have gargantuan dreams. And and it doesn't matter if you don't make it, you'll still push so much further ahead than most people. So we we, we can't go down. And I see a lot of people dating down, friends down. And I hear this negative talk like, oh, I'll probably end up in debt or in jail. Well, you will if you say that. And so we, we, we just have to stop with the fear of success. Like if you fail a million times, you could still make it. 
Nobody's going to ask you when you're in your house, if you're 20, 30, 40, or 50, they'll be like, Oh, nice house, nice car, nice kids. Nobody's going to ask you your age. So that's what we have to do is not be fair. Like find people who are rising and have these wild gargantuan dreams because they could make it and, and, and choose to hang out with them. Not somebody just like smoking all day, like all day. Like really? So. And you in Cali. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I know they're lighting up over there. Oh, all day. But <laughs> man, know, today, you, you, you said know? fear of success. Yeah. And you know what it brought me to, right? I've said this before about people like protecting your dreams by ensuring, making sure that you're not sharing your dreams with the wrong person because mm-hmm. we, so our dreams may scare us, but it doesn't mean that we can't accomplish them because they were, they were given directly to us, mm-hmm. you know? So it does, you can definitely accomplish it, but you're going to have to put the work for it to do it. But if you go to someone mm-hmm. with a limited mindset or someone who can't fathom that dream because the dream wasn't entrusted to them in the first place. Mm-hmm. They can get in your head and oh, yeah. make you afraid of the success that will come with that dream. Correct. There, yeah. There's many dream destroyers out there. <clears throat> like when I took on the gig, there was one or two people like, cause I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get us to top 10 in the country. And then I'm going to the co- collegiate level or growing straight to the NBA. And people are laughing. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, you can't, you can't not dream big enough. Right. And like one or two people were like, like, is it even possible? Like so-and-so six eleven, right. As soon as somebody says one negative thing, poop out, delete blocked. You have to immediately walk away. I never responded to people who said it. I didn't rub it in their face when I made it, but it have to be sacred. Every conversation. Cause we don't know. But the minute I hear somebody turn negative on me, I'm deleting them. I'm blocking them. I'm never going to argue. I'm never going to throw it in their face when I make it. But you can't spend any time with somebody. And then some people are like, oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, maybe you could succeed. You know, like some people are like, and they're not in a negative. Like, oh, maybe. And I'm like, that's all I'm asking for. Don't bring the negativity. As soon as you see that, you have to run. It's a cancer. It's insidious. It will literally destroy them and you. So got to clear yourself. Nobody in your phone book should say anything except I hope you make it. I'm, I just tell people, send me good vibes. Like, don't even question how or why. Just believe in me. That's it. I love the fact that you you know what it takes to protect your mental fortitude, your spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, and your emotional well-being around that because it's so important. A lot of people will hear these things and those would be the the one words that be the, the key to unlock all of the self-doubt. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you went into this thing feeling mm-hmm. so confident and capable yeah. of achieving it and knowing that it's going to take a long road to get there anyway. But the fact that you yeah. were confident yeah. enough in the work yeah. that it took and then someone just says something negative, you, you're allowing that to completely impact mm-hmm. everything, you know, yeah. all of the confidence. Um, so you you made a great point. Great, okay. great point. And I don't want to be a disrespectful of your time, but before we go. Mm-hmm. I do want to know if there is any advice that you would like to give to um, high school students or mm-hmm. currently college athletes who no, no, no. just, yeah, if there's any, any advice you have. I definitely like to say the w- the way to stand out on a high school level is have integrity, listen to your coaches, be respectful, get great grades because it matters and it makes it easier to get recruited because the superstar may not. 
And then also really dedicate yourself to your craft. You can't be a basketball player and an Instagram star. You need to choose a lane, right? And follow that lane. If you want to be an Instagram star, just do that. But choose, be more focused. <clears throat> now for collegiate athletes, what I will say is like, examine the odds. Like it's 1% of us will go pro, right? And take advantage of the time to network with your peers because you could make more money than a pro athlete doing what you love in another way just by the friendships that you made. So don't look at like white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Look at like good people. Think out of the box. Go go, go treat somebody nicely who's not a superstar and as cool as you. So build relationships across the board because whether you go pro or not, these are people who could work with you for the rest of your life. So be, be more open-minded in embracing of other cultures, not just the athletic, you know, go, go, go. I love that. I love that. You know, and I have to say this before we go, because it reminded me of my book, What He's Pointing About. In the back of this book, I, I talked to the college athlete about doing study abroad, doing something to get you out of the one neighborhood that you've only been in, because it's something about seeing other people in other cultures where it just unlocks all of these opportunities and ideas and new perspectives about what the world is really like. Like, have you yeah. ever heard somebody, man, if I had, oh my God, if I had money for every time I ask someone to go on vacation or a trip with us international, they're so afraid to go international, but you have all of these killings in yeah. America, you yeah. know, and, and sorry to bring this up, but you know, as a black man in yeah. America, you're more likely to be shot by the police than you are going abroad on vacation. And, and, and <laughs> see, you, you just unlocked a whole nother level of just success is, is living around the world, seeing the world. And, 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 and it's, it's so imperative, like, because you can't, you only have a skewed version. If you only know the American version, you need to know that there's good and bad everywhere, but you have to experience it for yourself. So that's, that's the best advice. Honestly, I was fortunate enough to live in Europe, Asia, Latin America, USA. So I saw it all and I see things so differently as a result. So yeah, keep encouraging kids. Uh, that's, that's a really important, I had forgotten about that because it's just so normal because I lived most of my life overseas. So that is just incredible advice you, you just shared. Awesome. So look, Tadeo, where can people find you and follow you? Great. So you can follow me at Cuerpaso. That means amazing body in Spanish. So it's C-U-E-R-P-A-S-O. It's in my uh, bio right there where my name is at. So at Cuerpaso. And the program is d1protraining.com. So that's just on any uh, website or cell phone, d1protraining.com. And always here for advice, for help, for mentors, you know, mentorship goes both ways. So I'm, I'm always, I'm always reachable. And for your training company, Cuerpaso is Cuerpaso.com, right? Yes, correct. Cuerpaso.com. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So this has been an amazing interview. I'm so excited. I finally got today on the infamous sale in the seat. Okay. So I appreciate this. Oh, you are definitely welcome. It's been my pleasure. Look, guys, so we've talked about a lot of things. Make sure you go and follow Tadeo on Instagram, Facebook, I think LinkedIn. Yes, I'm, I'm there <laughs> too. Uh, visit his website. Check that out. 
for the student athletes, high school, uh, college, make sure you check out d1protraining.com. You are going to want to definitely be part of this this new class of, or should I say, yeah, I guess new class of, yeah. of athletes who have the ability to work directly with him. Because look, we've been talking about teams. This thing is going to blow up. So you. you may have to, you know, hire other <laughs> coaches. You may not yeah. get to in the future. So if you want to work with them now, Sign up now. Um, and guys, go and get my book, What Are You Sporting About? So that you can be educated and motivated to your very next level. Again, my name is Savannah DeBros, Protector of Athletes. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Ciao. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something.